This Time in History with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, guys. I'm Matthew, and I am so honored and so privileged to be here again for Justice for Terry Part 2 with Terry Gardner. She has a Facebook page, Walking Survivor, and she's known as Terry and Kate on TikTok. Terry Gardner, how are you doing? Ah, I'm doing okay today. Um, well, I'm doing better. I can say that. It's probably been a whirlwind week since we spoke last. Um, I wanted to ask you if you, if you just want to get right into it. There, I, I was I was watching a couple of your videos, and uh, there were some comments about a haircut, and I, I wasn't really clear about that. And I was just wondering if that's something that you wanted to speak about. Uh, yeah, um, to me, this is probably the most devastating, one of the most devastating portions of my file. Um, it was so significant that, um, they labeled it haircut. Just a second. Um, so I had always heard the story that my brother Jeffrey had, gone to our foster mother and told her, please cut Terry Lynn's hair so that Roy won't recognize us. Um, and the day before yesterday, I was going through the file and I happened to come across this page. And it is quite literally titled, Haircut. So I'll read that to you guys. Terry Lynn had long curly hair when she came into care of Simon and Nancy. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Where'd it go? Terry Lynn had long curly hair when she came into care. However, when her hair was washed, brushed, and at times touched, Terry Lynn would become hysterical. After frequent requests from Terry Lynn and approval from her father, Miss Hendry was given permission to get it out, to, to get it cut. Terry Lynn also told the foster mother, Quote, now Roy won't recognize me. And I had always been told it was Jeffrey that had said this. But I come to find out that it was little Terry at two years old. So that's why I have... Uh, I've always known that about that story. I've always struggled with my hair and it being curly. And I never know what to do with it. And um, Don, my dad, he would always make me have it cut short as a little girl. And because uh, he didn't know how to deal with it. So I was constantly made fun of every day for how I looked. Um. So 
I, I, you know, I'm just starting to like my hair again. And then I read this file. And it wasn't little Jeff that asked for that haircut. It was little Terry. Wow. You are, uh, you are a brave soul and, you know, I just, I just hope that in doing these interviews that you're going to get the justice that you seek and, um, I'm sure there's more, um, when last we spoke, you said that you hadn't completely gone through the file. I'm just wondering if you had any progress of doing so and anything that you want to share with us. Uh, yeah, there's been a startling revelation, you know, that I came across. Uh, two conflicting doctor reports. Um, when the Lumley family friend called in, I now know who that woman is, and her name is Mary. She phoned in from the hospital and told the police that Roy Lumley had admitting, admitted to molesting me and Jeffrey. And it included anal and oral. I learned that oral was also involved. I was a baby. I was a baby. <laughs> and... Um, Roy Lumley had called in on October 23rd, 1990, to gain access to me and Jeffrey. And they, the CS worker states that she told him no, and to leave Diane and the children alone. And then Roy responded with, well, Diane's been letting me see the children anyways, specifically October blah 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 it states the date and it turns out that on that occasion it was actually diane my mother taking me and jeffrey to visit roy and mary in the hospital mary is the same woman who called and, and, and laid these allegations and she later retracted her statement so that's big key area number one how this all fell apart back then 31 years ago but then you add Dr. Singh into the mix. Dr. Singh's been charged multiple times, multiple counts of sexual assault on his staff members, on family, on not on family, sorry, on patients. Um, he was disbarred. And this was the doctor that CAS sent us to. They told Diane after Mary called in to take the kids into a doctor. Dr. Singh, Kunwar Singh of Sarnia, Ontario, was the doctor. His charges stem from 1972 to 1991, and my examination was done by him in 1990. He felt it medically relevant to state that during my vaginal examination, I, as a two-year-old, screamed, fuck. And he quotated it. And I can't find anywhere in my mind how that could be medically relevant. And he stated that there was no clinical evidence 
of sexual abuse. And then we got apprehended because Jeffrey had confirmed the details of Mary, my brother Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. When she called in, he confirmed the details of what Mary had accused. So we got placed in our foster mother's care. We were finally apprehended. Two years, we were finally And that file states that we got taken to another doctor called Dr. Connors from Sarnia. And that exam was done 11 days later on October 29th, the day before my third birthday. I once again had to go into a doctor's office and invaded again. Because as a two-year-old, two you don't understand why. All you think is this is happening again. And if it were not for Dr. Connors, and I hope that I can shake this man's hand someday. His medical examination was thorough. I've read it multiple times on my page. That I had anal fissures and scarring consistent with anal intercourse from the distant past. 11 days after Dr. Singh claimed there was nothing wrong with me. Had Dr. Singh not lied on his medical report, Roy Lumley would be in jail for what he did. No one held Dr. Singh accountable, and I, you know, not a detective, you know, no, no background in, in any of this, you know, and I've been able to uncover this. Why was Dr. Singh not charged if Dr. Connor's medical report conflicts with his? You know, because... Take your time. Had, had he had done his exam properly and worried more about the physical evidence rather than the verbal things that a two-year-old saying during an invasive exam... Dr. Singh will be held accountable. I can guarantee you that. And Sarnia police will have to answer to me why they didn't uncover that. Two detectives didn't uncover that. How many more people? How many more people did they let get hurt? Let me tell you how many. There are 21 victims now. And one of those victims took her life three days ago. In her era. And she was the second youngest victim. She was four in 1998. And her medical record is identical to mine. She only opened her documents three weeks ago. And she took her life three days ago. I'm so sorry. So in my mind, you can attest that to murder. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Sarah's death will not be in vain. <sighs> I will not allow Roy Lumley to harm another child. As long as I walk this earth, I will do everything in my power by the law. Your courage is beaming right through you right now. And I want you to know that. I gotta check my heart rate. Is there anything else from your file that you'd like to share? There is absolutely. Um, so these are the apprehension papers that I'm looking at. 
Okay. Strong bond, a relationship of child with sibling. Strong bond with Jeffrey. Although they fight a lot. Still true. <laughs> what what si what siblings don't fight? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, family strength. Oh, I found the page I thought I lost. Okay. Family strength. Stepfather Roy Lumley. You know, reading, hearing that he was my stepfather because I didn't know that Diane married him until I read this file. And Diane married him in April of ninety. Diane also lied to the police on her police report during her questioning. And she said that she had no inclination of any sexual abuse, even though she stayed at the CAS in uh, a month prior that she had heard Roy molested me in the summer. She made that report in October, but lied to the police in her statement. She protected Roy Lumley. So, family strengths and weaknesses. Stepfather, Roy Lumley. Image rigid and abusive child strengths this is my favorite part out of the whole file Terry Lynn is very intelligent child and very strong her weaknesses susceptible to inappropriate sexual contact willing to go to anyone uh, they said that I am strong willed very strong-willed, and that's a that's a um, description of me as as a as a two-year-old. So I know. Well, I think that description is accurate even today. Thank you. Um, just reading that, you know, it gave me a sense of myself back. A sense of myself because reading that, you know, they viewed me as very intelligent child and very strong-willed. And that is a, literally a testament of who I am because I've had no choice. I went from one abusive home to the next abusive home to an abusive relationship to where I am now. And I am what I am, not in spite of Diane, because my whole life I thought she was a good woman. That's what everybody let me believe. Jeffrey still believes it, but he hasn't seen this file. Jeffrey thinks she tried. She didn't try. She didn't protect us for a second. During an interview, Jeffrey stated that Roy put his tail in in the bathtub and that he was hurting Terry Lynn. His tail? He said Diane was present for this interaction. She made him watch him do that to me and then lied to the police. And, and the CAS file didn't count for anything, apparently, because Roy Lumley walked. Diane died in 93, and the next victim that I can find, it was Sarah. And it happened to her in 98. And she was born in 94, you know, so that made her four years old. And once again, her medical record was identical to mine. Roy and Lumley has been enabled by Sonia Lambton Children's Aid Society and the Sonia Police Service since the start. Wow. This is, um, this is a lot. Tell me about it, man. I, 
I don't even, like, I'm not even going through the file, you know, like, consecutively. I'm literally, like, picking a chunk up, flipping it over, and then I'm like, oh, my God. Well, because it seems um, to, it's like one roller coaster after the other, right? You just get down from the the first loop, and you're going back up for another loop. Yeah, and it's like the biggest betrayal is that psychology report outlining my claims of abuse as a two year old to the, the psychologist. You know, and I can't <clears throat> seem to find in there in this 275 page file where this psychologist recommended I immediately be apprehended from John Wells and placed into alternative care and access which should be de to be determined and then a criminal investigation to ensue on John Wells for criminal child abuse. Where's this investigation? I don't see that in there. You know, I do have that other file, but from Chatham, it's on the way. However... This psychologist report was in Sarnia. So where's Sarnia's investigation? They should have been notified immediately after I left that office. With, I displayed that he squeezed my neck, which means he was strangling me. And I was too, coming out of a horrific situation with Diane Lumley and Roy Lumley. And he stated to me that he had no idea. Uh, but these papers literally state... Uh, possible sexual abuse on the apprehension papers you're telling me you didn't know any of this and the fact that I wasn't um, requested to be assessed as a part of that psychologist report and then based on the things I was saying to her and based on the interaction of Don Wells dropping me off which is redacted you know he involved he volunteered quite personal disclosures almost immediately the psychologist said and whatever he said was redacted I don't see an investigation into Don Wells here but I can tell you that um, the detective has assigned two separate detectives for the investigation into Brad Wells my brother and the investigation into Don Wells my father is there anything that you want to say about that Uh, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I've held on to what Brad did to me my whole life. I've always known. But when the day that uh, in Costco in London in 2010, when he asked me to do these things, you know, <sighs> it was because Brad had told, Brad has always had a, a clear obsession with me. He was caught in my room when I was seven years old by my brother, Paul. And he was sent back to his mother and then he would come back and then he would go back every time he got caught, every time Don caught him, every time Judy caught him, my stepmom, you know, and Don would always let him come back. And to this day, Don still has a relationship with Brad. Um, I had a conversation with Don last night. And he claimed that he doesn't remember anything that I'm talking about. And I said, started to talk about the incident in London. You know, after I said, you're a liar, you know. I begged you not to let him come back, and you know it. And, uh, you know, I'm yelling at him, and I'm, I'm like, you called me when I was in that cab, trying to tell me to give him the $600 back. And I have gone on recording saying, yeah, I do remember that. 
So I'll be forwarding that on to my um, detective. Because, you know, Don was recently diagnosed with dementia. And that's very convenient. And I don't buy the diagnosis. Because, you know, Don Wells is a very persuasive man. He's very high in the community. Very relevant name. Mr. Don's Journey of Hope for Kids Cancer. And I won't get into that. I'll save that for the detectives as well. Wow. And you also mentioned that um, there was a, a meeting, something. Now, you don't have to go into detail. You can just say, oh, it went well, or whatever you want to say about that, if you choose to speak about that. Uh, yeah, I had a two-hour meeting with my detective, finally. And um, all I can say is justice is coming. It just takes time. It's a big file. Some people are dead from, you know, that, you know, some people aren't available. <laughs> so. But it's it's not just justice against against Roy. It's justice against everybody who. Listen that file who had anything to do with not protecting or my brother those people could have prevented 19 other victims 21 including me and Jeffrey and I'm if the survivors are listening in order for this to work we all have to work together and I know that you are brave enough because you were brave enough to share it with me but when you share it with me, it makes me feel helpless that I can't just go and get you justice. I want to get you justice with all of my heart. For right now, I'm a one-man show trying to bring down a serial pedophile that has more head counts than Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo raped 14 women with Carla Homoka, and he murdered three of them, one of her, them, two, one or two of them being her sister. Paul Bernardo was running around the streets at the exact same time Roy Lumley was running the streets of Sarnia terrorizing children. I need the survivors to make their report. Not, not just through me. Yes, I will listen to you every second of the day and help you through this because just like you, this is my life now too. And in order to protect future children, you need to be brave. You need to report it to the police so that Roy Lumley can be put away for the rest of his life. I can't do that alone. As far as I know, four of us have included statements to the police. If you can find it in your heart to, to think of your inner child and the thought that someone could have protected you. You have the chance to protect another child from this happening too. Sarah's life mattered. Sarah mattered. We need justice for Sarah. And I need everyone's help. Wow. That is powerful. And 
I hope everyone listening knows that everybody deserves justice. You shouldn't have to wait as long as Terry has waited and the others have waited for justice. But everybody deserves justice. Nobody gets to do things to you that you don't want to get done. Or maybe I'm saying that wrong. If you're violated in any way, you deserve justice. We have to normalize saying no and normalize people accepting that no means no because we still live in a world where that is not the case and that is unacceptable. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. You know, and I, I had a commenter yesterday on my TikTok um, on Terry and Kate saying, like, you're doing this for views and it's sad. And you know what, Ashley, you're right. I am doing it for views. Even if it is viewed by one person and it helps them either share their story or feel like they're not alone. Yeah, it's for the views. It's for the awareness. I will advocate for the arrest of Roy Lumley for the rest of my life. And I will protect any child from being harmed from him. So yeah, I will continue to make every post about Roy Lumley, Brad Wells, and Don Wells. And if that upsets you, then you need to find a different page. I really like those words. Um, so speaking of him, there were some protests and you said that, uh, you wanted to talk about when you locked eyes with him and I'm going to give you the floor to do that. All right. So that was probably the most, uh, you know, it was like the most relieving yet traumatic experience of my life. Those posters that I had printed out and plastered everywhere. That's not the Roy Lumley that I saw on the porch that day. And the Roy Lumley that I attached in the photos at the moment where I saw him, I didn't actually catch the visual of what had went down. So when we were already at Roy's house down the street for over an hour, and he had no idea. And his roommate Harley was out shoveling the snow and then out came another man and my husband Cody got out his phone and he took like a thousand pictures a second like I couldn't believe how fast his thumb was going it was like, was like yes <laughs> and uh, so that's where the photos come in of Roy in the polar bear robe you know but I still didn't have that visual with my very own eyes and it wasn't until the officers the three officers who were there one of them being the uh, sergeant um, and I saw, I was on the laneway because the uh, neighbor has let me use his property line. And I, that's where I was yelling up and down because this side on the other side of Roy's house is, is all gutted, um, I was told. And that there's no, there's nothing on that side of the house there's for Roy to be on. So he'd be on the other side. And so I was at the end of the driveway right near the police car. And that's where the video comes in where you hear me saying, he won't face me. I heard Roy say, wait, come back. And I felt like the flash, man. Like I left. All I heard Caitlin, my daughter, say was, there's Roy. So the man that I see when I close my eyes now, the core memory that I now have for the rest of my life is Roy Lumley. 
standing on his porch in a white t-shirt with blue writing all across the front of it. And my eyes are closed right now and I can see his face. He was staring down at his phone. And when I dove, I got right back up quietly. And I said, hi, Roy. And he looked up at me. And we locked eyes. And when I tell you, he did not turn around. He did not pivot to go into that house. He bent his knees and launched himself backwards inside. He didn't say a word. It was just straight eye contact and me saying, hi, Roy. And that's when you hear me yell, yeah, I saw you. And I know you saw me. Now that's all I can see because it's been, I've always known your name, Roy. My father has always told me what you did to Jeff, but not in the fullest extent. He just said you hurt him. But Don Wells didn't tell me what you did to me. And I don't know how you sleep at night, terrorizing children. And I understand that you were molested by your grandfather, but being traumatized does not give you the right to further traumatize. Because I've been out here getting raped and molested since I was a toddler, thanks to you. And I'm not out here hurting people. I'm out here trying to help people despite of the things that I've gone through. So you don't get a pass, Roy Lumley. Diane Lumley, you don't get a pass that you were molested by your father. Because I didn't get a pass and I was a good person despite you having a zero, scoring zero empathy in an assessment that you, you created a disturbing profile, Diane Lumley. This was the care of the mother I had. This is what Children's Aid left me with. Repeatedly, they didn't do their job. Where's the investigation, Don? Wow. It is very brave of you to be able to come on and, and even speak directly to any of them. Yeah, I spoke with Don last night on the phone for the first time. And he was forced to sit on speaker on a, on a, on a Facebook messenger call. Well, he wasn't forced, you know, because ultimately... His wife was whispering in the background, telling him to hang up or she's going to leave him. And, you know, Don hung up and he put me last again. But before he did, it was an eight minute phone call where he admitted to knowing about remembering about the London incident with Brad. He denied remembering anything about my childhood. And that's okay. I know that he knows and he's having a hard time accepting the fact that the public now knows who he really is. Mr. Don's journey of hope. Mr. Don's journey of hurt is what it should be. Well, to be able to abuse me in that manner. And I've spoke to multiple people, you know, it isn't just these TikTok videos that I'm making. I'm up until 2 or 3 in the morning every day. Every day. 
going over information that has been given to me by hundreds of people. Hundreds. But the most important ones are those 19 people who reached out to me. Because I shared my story. A story I didn't know about until 23 days ago. Lies, deceit, and betrayal by every single person involved, including my own flesh and blood. Every one of them. Except Jeffrey. But Diane made sure we got separated too, didn't she? I lost everything. And I'm taking it back now. And you are doing an amazing job. This mission that you're on to bring justice, not only for yourself, not only for Jeffrey, but for those 19 others, justice for Sarah as well. Your daughter must be very proud of you. I think all of my, my husband and all my children, you know, they, my, my little ones, they don't know much. But, you know, Caitlin's a young adult. That's and I'm, I'm raising a strong woman because I'm a strong woman. That's amazing. And, you know, I have so much respect for you and I have so much... I'm in awe of your strength. A lot of people, unfortunately, when they get beat down as much as this... They don't get back up, but you've gotten back up every single time and you're going to continue to get up because you're not done yet. <laughs> oh no, this is just getting started. Um, so if I'm annoying to you already, you might want to just block me now because I'm just going to get louder. You know, there's another protest coming up at Roy's, you know, I know he was expecting me this weekend, but I didn't come. Did I Roy? Well, I, I can't wait to see it, and uh, maybe we can talk about that off-air. Um, I I am so proud of you, much like a, a lot of the listeners and your followers, to, to watch you stand up and fight for yourself. Like, I don't... I, I, I'm struggling right now to put it into words, because it's just... I I'm doing it so eloquently, really. I've never done an interview in my life, but I think I excel at this. <laughs> I I also think that writing a book should not should don't don't cross that off your list. Oh no, that's at the top of my list. But the best part about that is is the book is written for me. You know, I just have to add in the little excerpts, and uh, you know, everybody's going to get their own section, and you know. The first section that I thought of from that psychologist report is going to be called The Betrayal of Don Wells. Wow. From Dad Little Girl. I am so happy that we are able to speak again. Uh, 
do you want to talk about your uh, your GoFundMe or anything like that? Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, there's been some donations coming in, which is so amazing. Um, the doctor has put me off work until July to kind of give me some time to get through this. Hopefully I won't be off that long because uh, my job is one thing that I truly love and excel at. Um, it gives me great purpose. So not being able to work, you know, being a, just sitting in this room where I'm in right now, sitting at this desk and I'm sitting in this chair. I was facing this way. And my husband was sitting in another chair looking at me as I read that medical report confirming anal intercourse from a distant past. You know, so being in here is hard for me. And this is where I sleep. And I'm having extreme PTSD. So if, if anybody's listening and can just share the, do the GoFundMe Sharing helps more than anything. Sharing gets it to the person, right people that do have the ability to donate. And I do want to thank the people who have been donating and sharing. It is, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be in need of a lawyer, and I've had one consultation so far. And so far, I've been advised to sue five separate people. And um, I'm going to need some assistance in gaining a good lawyer. Not one from Sarnia, you know, the city who destroyed me not interested so any help is greatly appreciated but it is not necessary um the gofundme is called walking survivor um i gave an update on there the other day and uh, i just want to thank everybody who's been supportive and all the messages from all around the world i'm being told i'm a hero and that's hard for me to hear why is that? So, all my life, I've been zero. Zero to everyone. And it's hard for me. I'm not used to this. And though I'm grateful. I don't have a single family member to go to now on Christmas. The only woman that... Uh, She's gone now, Judy. The only one that would tell the truth to the police about Brad. Because it's evident that Don won't. And why he will continue to hurt me the way that he is. But still tell me that he loved me last night. He told me he loves me and he always will. But Don, you always taught me actions speak louder than words I think that the word hero does apply and I think that that is a correct and actually very accurate description of you and you are a hero to everybody who either is too embarrassed to stand up for themselves or they're maybe still in a situation that they can't stand up for themselves so they're living vicariously through you and watching you stand up for yourself stand up to the people that were supposed to protect you to the people that hurt you 
and telling them no, not anymore. I don't accept that. I will no longer accept no in the case of Roy Lumley. That's amazing. I'm going to go on to do good things and I'm going to change people's lives and I'm going to use this trauma as a weapon. Not one more child will be harmed by Roy Lumley. Not one. Not as long as I'm breathing. That's amazing. Roy, Roy Allen Lumley, your days of terrorizing innocent children are over. And I know that when you close your eyes now, you see my face too. And you hear my voice. And I hope it haunts you. And I will be back soon. That's powerful. And I thank you so much for coming on and letting us do part two. Maybe we can do a part three. Maybe we can do a part three soon. Is there anything else that you want to add before we uh, end these end things now? I just want to thank every last and all throughout the world, yourself included. You're helping me have a voice, and um, I've always been a shy, quiet little girl. But that Terry's gone now. And when uh, Sarah, I got news that she her life because of what Roy Lumley did, a fire ignited inside of me. A fire. And even if the police let you walk, Roy, even if you get away with it, you won't get away from me. No matter where you move, I will make it known what you have done. And I fully support every survivor that contacts the police. And I fully support every survivor that doesn't contact the police because I understand how hard it is. But the majority of us were children when that happened and now we're adults. And as adults, we have the power, the duty to protect children from what happened to us. And by being brave and telling the police, even if you think nothing's gonna happen, at least you tried. Thank you so much for coming on here and being brave and standing up for yourself. You're an amazing person and like I said last episode, you are a force to be reckoned with. I can't wait to see what happens next. Oh, the smile <laughs> on my face. Thank you so much um, for having me. And I definitely look forward to a third part. Awesome.